and welcome to Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week gives you a chance to hear about things happening in our area and a chance to hear from some of the people making news or covering it. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications. Our next guest on the program is the band leader, the pianist, and the artistic director for Jazz at the Ballroom. I don't know if you've heard of them or not, but they're trying to uh, keep the swinging classic jazz thriving and sharing the American songbook with the greater public, providing audiences with one-of-a-kind performances. Please welcome with me to the show, Conrad Pajkudski. Good morning, Conrad. How are you? Good morning. I'm fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you very much for coming in. Now, uh, this is not uh, something you're going to turn on the radio and hear unless you're on a specific uh, type of radio station, uh, but uh, it's uh, very, uh, I guess, Americana, if you will, right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, these, these songs, are they represent the best of America and written uh, by composers here in the 20s, 30s, and 40s that took the world by storm and, and helped people get through tough times. Uh, so uh, it's, it's the Great American Songbook, which I have a great affinity for, and Classic American Jazz. Uh, so that's, that's very much the theme of the show. And uh, as I like to say, it's going to be extremely swinging. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, now, the show is called Accentuate the Positive, which happens to be a song that I think most of us have heard, uh, Bing Crosby's 1944 yeah. hit song, Accentuate the Positive. Elim eliminate right, the negative, yeah. right? <laughs> uh-huh. Awesome. Great song, great song. And, um, yeah, that's it's a perfect title for the show. Uh, it, it really came out of, uh, I think, 2020, 2021, when we were all locked down. Mm. Uh, jazz of the Ballroom is, is huge on supporting jazz musicians, and, and we wanted to to employ the musicians. So we made this album, uh, had no idea what would happen and how it would come together, but uh, made the Accentuate the Positive album. Everyone was separated. So people were sending in their tracks from L.A., from Florida, from New York, you know, ever, piecing together this album. And it turned out so great uh, that um, now that things are back open again, we figured we want to, take this around the country and share the music with, with as many people as possible because, like I said, um, the theme and the songs, are, they're uplifting. They, they helped people through the toughest time in the past, mm -hmm. and no matter how tough things are, no matter what people are going through, you know, when you hear Silver Lining or you hear Irving Berlin's uh, Let's Face the Music and Dance, it's just the message is, is so, so uplifting, and of course, the way I play it is going to be uh, <laughs> part of the, the charm as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, uh, of course, with uh, Jazz at the Ballroom, you are in this project now, but you have done a lot of things. From I was looking at your bio, originally from Australia, I noticed a little bit of an accent there, but you've been in America for so long, uh, it's almost gone, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's been beat, beaten out of me. Uh, <laughs> but the moment I'm around another Australian, it, it comes back. I bet. Uh, but yes, America is my home. I, I love it here. And and again, uh, I just keep thinking of Irving Berlin with this. I, I read his biography, and uh, he was so proud to have uh, immigrated and moved uh, to America. But mm. it, ref it reflects in a lot of these songs. He talks about it. These themes are observing American life, and, you know, I, I feel so at home here. I love it. And it just it makes sense because this music that we're presenting on Sunday uh, – 
it, it's uniquely an American art form, swing and jazz, and the Great American Songbook. It's all it comes it comes out of America, so this I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. Absolutely. We're speaking with Conrad Parskutsky. He is the artistic director of Jazz at the Ballroom, and you mentioned uh, the show is this Sunday. Tell us some details about the show, Conrad. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so we're at the Palladium in St. Petersburg. That's in Florida, not in Russia. Uh, (laughs) April 16th at 7 p.m., and if anyone's interested in getting tickets, they can go to jazzattheballroom.com or uh, mypalladium.org, and uh, I do think it's going to be uh, a, great, a great night, great music, and great guests. So uh, the other thing I didn't mention is uh, my band will be playing, but part of the charm of these shows is, is bringing on guest artists. So we, we, we have, um, just to really quickly give you an idea, Please a do. vocalist called Olivia Kendamo. Olivia Kendamo, she is... Uh, she has the distinction of being the first jazz vocalist to have ever been accepted to uh, the Juilliard Jazz Program. Wow. I think it's quite special. Uh, Adrian Cunningham, uh, multi-instrumentalist, uh, quite well-known in Europe at this point. But he plays flute, clarinet, sax, and sings great. And he's very funny and a great musician. And uh, Nikki Harris, if I can just tell you about her, she blows my mind um, she tells these great stories about how she'd be performing at Madison Square Garden with Madonna mm. and then finish the show, race over to the Blue Note to play with her dad, who was a very famous jazz pianist called Gene Harris. So her stories are incredible, and she has this talent of uh, winning over any audience, no matter where she is. She's so fantastic and just commands the stage. So I, any, any chance I get to perform with her is, is thrilling. So... Uh, that's going to be a spectacle. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a great show. Uh, so that is oh, yeah. Sunday at 7 o'clock at the Palladium in St. Petersburg. Accentuate the Positive is the name of the show. It's uh, performed uh, by Jazz at the Ballroom, and we're speaking with Conrad Paskutsky, who is uh, the concert pianist and the band leader, also the artistic director for Jazz at the Ballroom. Now, you say this kind of started out of uh, the pandemic. Um, what got you into this genre of music, Conrad? Uh, well, that would that would go back to my time as a twelve-year-old or thirteen-year-old in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father took me to see Harry Connick Jr. Oh, okay. Um, so that was that was a big deal, and then uh, I was bought an Oscar Peterson trio album when I was, I think, 13. So from that point on, uh, well, first of all, at those shows, at the, the Harry show, he was playing Irving Berlin, Cole Porter, George mm. Gershwin. Oh, yeah. So, so that was, there's the connection. And then Oscar Peterson, of course, a great um, uh, performer of the Great American Songbook. And then that's it. The rest is history. Uh, so we, we champion uh, swinging classic American jazz. It's very special. And it's uh, I like to say it's, it's not so much about keeping it alive. I, I prefer saying that it's uh, about keeping it relevant and thriving, which it is relevant and it's important to uh, American history. Right. Absolutely it is. Uh, and uh, I know it wasn't too many years ago uh, when the uh, the whole swing dancing uh, 
uh, movement was going on. Uh, it seems to have died down a little bit, but uh, I know some folks that still, they go every week and uh, they listen to this music and they uh, do some swing dancing and uh, they have a great time doing it. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. I, I love hearing that. And there's so many different um, permutations and, and angles. You know, you've got the, the, the traditional jazz scene, you've got the swing dance scene, you've yeah. got the bebop scene. Um, at the end of the day, if it's swinging, I, I, I don't... I've, don't care what it is. If it's swinging, it's it's great jazz and uh, great American songbook. I'm all for it. So you incorporate all of these things into your show, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely elements of all. Um, most of all, with with these songs, getting the lyric across because it's so relevant to uh, the theme of the show. Mm-hmm. So that's why there a lot of the the songs will be vocal numbers but uh we'll have a few instrumentals in between touch on a few different styles uh but all linked to the, the songbook and classic jazz all right uh, so if you want a little preview go to uh, jazz at the ballroom.com and you can hear some of their music right there on the website you can also get your tickets for Sunday's show and also on the website of the venue the palladium in st pete it's uh, mypalladium.org so uh, you can get your tickets either there or on the uh, jazz at the in the ball jazz at the ballroom dot com. Um, you guys are also on the social media, I would imagine. Yes, absolutely. Facebook, Instagram, and all, always all jazz, the jazz at the ballroom. Jazz at the ballroom. That's correct. Yeah. And and, and what we do in the digital age is just uh, not separate the words. We just stuff them all together, right? <laughs> That, that's it. <laughs> I'm the least tech-savvy, up-to-date social media person, but I do know that, yes, we put the word all together. That, that, sounds, that sounds right. That's right. You, you can't say jazz at the ballroom. You have to say jazz at the ballroom. <laughs> exactly. All one word. <laughs> it's one word now. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yes. So Conrad Paschkutsky is our guest this morning. He is the artistic director for Jazz at the Ballroom. Big show this Sunday at the Palladium in St. Petersburg. Accentuate the positive. Sharing the music uh, that grew up with the greatest generation. Uh, another name for the boomers, right? Uh, that was their music, and uh, it, it's great uh, uh I enjoy that music. I, I don't. I can't say that when I was twelve or thirteen, this is what I was listening to. I was more whatever was on the radio, uh, in the pop or rock genres. Uh, that's that's uh, yeah. that's where my head went. Uh, but uh, yours, obviously, and for uh, for good now, uh, has uh, went somewhere else. And uh, we're very happy to have you coming to our area to put on this show. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you actually do have, uh, you've been to Florida before. You went to school in Miami. That's right. That was the, the first place I lived in America. Uh, 2009, I was invited to uh, pursue my master's degree at the University of Miami. So Florida is is, uh, is special to me. It's, mm. Every time I go back, and I do go back regularly, it's um, it feels like home. It's that, that's, you know the smells. It just reminds me oh, of yeah. that, that first that first time landing on, on U.S. soil. So uh, I love it, um, and I do think this is the first time Jazz of the Borum is is performing in Florida. I do hope that the connection uh, builds and that we'll keep coming back to the Palladium. And uh, we're also in Orlando the night before, and I'll be back in Orlando in December. So this, yeah, like we we want to build this up and make this a home base. 
Well, that that uh, it's probably a great idea because you know lots of people come here to retire, and this is the music they grew up with. So uh, they would be happy to come out and see you, and uh, I encourage them all to do so. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's anyone that's a Sinatra fan, Ella Fitzgerald fan, Nat King Cole. You know, this is uh, this is a show to be at because uh, I live for that music, and it's an absolute joy to present it. Uh, to the highest quality that uh, that's possible, and share it with with everyone around the country right now. Excellent. Uh, he is Conrad Pachkutsky. He is uh, the concert pianist and band leader and artistic director of Jazz at the Ballroom, performing this Sunday night at the Palladium in St. Petersburg. Accentuate the positive. Conrad, thanks a lot for taking some time out of your day to check in with us and uh, have a great day and have a great show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it and uh, looking forward to talking again soon. This program was pre recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. Joining us now from the beautiful campus of Florida Southern College, Dr. Bruce Anderson is here. Good morning, Dr. Bruce. Good morning, Len. And I'm actually not joining you from there. I'm joining you from the studio. So. Well, I mean, <laughs> but but you came as from as there. Being particular your, your cell phone specific. Your cell phone connection sounds wonderful. I wow. Know. It's just awesome. Remember so during the pandemic? That was great news, right? You do it in your PJs. It's like you're right in the room with us. It's yes. weird. Well, it's so clear. It's like saying... From Nebraska, here's Bruce Anderson. Yeah, which you know, sounds like know. I'd be from Nebraska, which I'm not. But well, I mean, I'm not in either sense from but, Nebraska. But, yeah. but that's just the, you know, where you're from, you're it's from. It's fake news. You came from the, the, the campus of Florida Southern College. There we go. Except I didn't this morning. I came from my house. <laughs> ah. See, we're being really particularistic. We had Barry Freeman and Freeman and um, uh, Trinity Laurel and yeah. who else? Uh, Kimberly Moore. A great reporter used to yes. be with the Ledger, um, and she's all over the world, and yeah. um, and now works with Barry yeah. over at Lakeland now. And um, we talked about you know sort of how how you can distinguish sort of between fake news and not fake news, and what kinds of sources you might refer to, and all that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. maybe that's what you've had Barry on the show though. A he ton. comes every week. Yeah, and we did uh, it's Lakeland we did now on the radio, together, as I recall. Oh yeah. Yeah, we did the election coverage uh, mm-hmm. for the midterms that evening, Barry and you and me. So anyway, I've got uh, Jules and Hannah here from the class that have come in this morning. And the and, class is? Uh, the class is politics and the media. What else? Politics and, so and the media. Here because both things are present in this room, despite Nick. Okay. Right? Despite me. So, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I don't start. Know we're divorcing you from politics or media, but one of the two. I'm know, one thing at a time. Nick. The regular person in the room. That's what I am. I'll start uh, on my left with Jules, and uh, what kind of uh, interest is interests you in politics and the media? Good morning, I'm Jules, and um, I want to be a lawyer, so I think knowing a lot about the media is going to be very helpful to me going mm-hmm. forward in the future, so I have a lot of knowledge. Yeah. And uh, what about you, Hannah? Um, I would agree with that. I also want to become a lawyer before I become mm-hmm. a judge, and just being invested in journalism and writing would really help my career when I'm becoming a lawyer. Mm. Yeah, learning to communicate, as it were. Yeah, and you right. know, Lorianne here is a lawyer. And a very fine one, Thank and you. so you guys can allegedly like, network or so. allegedly nothing. I know better. 
He's so mean to me. She has a reputation. I know. What is it with this I cat? Don't know. You know? I don't know it's any like, lawyers. It's like the boys in school that would take your ponytail and put it in the inkwell. We you know? did not have they, inkwells. When, Stop it. When, never heard of it. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Len. Inkwell. Not you. I'm talking about oh, Len. Okay. But it's like back in the day, like when the boys would like tease the girls that they really liked. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that must be it. Yeah, it must be it. You better watch it. <laughs> Do you remember those uh, f- those uh, fat pencils uh, <laughs> uh, that you had in first grade? Yes. Um, I got one of those to the palm of my hand for uh, pulling the girl's hair in front of me. So, <laughs> ooh, he's wow. a tease. He likes to tease the girls I, he likes. I still, you can still <laughs> see uh, the graphite in in my hand. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what? Uh, that's a that was that's... and that was in the first grade. <laughs> did that, that was, like did, a was it a girl or something? It was a girl. Yeah. You did she get it early? Was she put in timeout? Was she put in timeout? No, there was no such thing as timeout. Oh my god! No, what did he, you guys do back he then? Pulled they put her hair. in the hall. He nothing. Had... Nothing happened. It, she took care of uh, her business, no. and uh, I stopped pulling her hair. And you looked at her and said, "We're even now." <laughs> no. A message had been no. sent. A message has been, been sent. Yep. Okay, I understand. You're meaner than I am. (laughs) Perfect. We didn't have helicopter uh, teachers or or parents or you know that kind of stuff. So dive bomber teachers (laughs) coming out, coming in hot and letting you have it. Mm. I don't know. She handled her business. Yeah, the teachers handled their business too, as I recall. Um. Anyway, uh, Barry, (laughs) Barry and his operation, I think, are are, they're unique to Lakeland, um, at least as far as Polk County is concerned, in a sense that. They only cover Lakeland. Right. Mm-hmm. They yeah. really don't Hyper go outside local. the limits. And mm-hmm. that means, you know, my first thought when I first heard that he was doing this some years ago, I thought, well, there isn't that much to cover in Lakeland, mm. is there? There is. <laughs> there is. There's always a thought, ton too. to cover in Lakeland. And the only reason I didn't know about it was that the local people was not covering it. Because you mean, don't care about journalism. Not, yes. Yeah. Nowhere <laughs> near the deep dive that, uh, that, that Barry and, and company do. Oh, yeah. There's always something that can be uh, written about. Right. Well, there were, you know, when we had that, that horrible mass uh, shooting mm-hmm. in town, Yeah, I think they were first on the scene. I think uh, Kimberly was there before anyone else. I mean, not before the first responders, but as soon as it came over the wires and she mm-hmm. was there and had an inside track on everything because she wasn't having to cover something else over in Auburndale and have to drive over from Auburndale or something and do it. She's right here. And, and I will say uh, say this as well uh, about LakelandNow.com. Uh, they, on the Thursday following that mass shooting, there was no new news from any of the media outlets. Right. Except for Lakeland now. Except for Lakeland um, now. Kimberly wrote a follow-up piece about the neighborhood and uh, the people that live there, and uh, it was a very, very well-written uh, piece of journalism. But uh, she's known for that, so yeah. Well, I mean, she's an excellent, excellent, excellent writer. Yeah. Um, now we we did talk about like where you guys hand Jules or the rest of the class where you get your news, mm-hmm. and you know at first you might be a little daunted because they'll tell you they get it from Twitter or they get it from Google or something like that. But that isn't the news they're actually reading. The, the news you're actually reading is what, Jules? Where are you getting it? Well, Where does it originate? I Google it. Mm-hmm. After If I see an article on social media, I won't read it because I know it's not 100% the mm-hmm. real deal. So I'll like. It Google, might be. It might be. Yeah. But I'll Google the headline and find it from like a more reliable news source outlet. Bingo. So you don't you don't roll the dice. Hannah, the same, same thing? Um, I think. 
Yeah, I would agree with Jules. However, some um, broadcasting sites we were talking about Lakeland now, they have an Instagram, they have a Facebook. Mm -hmm. So with my generation, unfortunately, we're more on social media platforms than I think like the regular website news or emailing news. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you just go on their Facebook or Instagram, you can get the news. However, it's still on social media. Mm -hmm. So they have like links that we can click and it'll take us to like the website or the headline and things like that. That's good if you're knowledgeable about what the legitimate news sources are. And and that's that's what was established yesterday, at least for that class. And and, and admittedly, I mean, these are very bright students that are, uh, they have to be, they're political science majors for the most part. They're pre-lawyers and all this sort of thing. So they are a little more astute than sort of the person in the street. Yeah. But I was very impressed. That would be me. I'm the person in the street. That's my my position. But, Nick, you you do the same thing, and I know you do. You know, that you don't rely on, you know, what, you know, some random, you know, idiot on Facebook may have to say about something. Nick has a go-to source, Dr. Bruce. (laughs) Yeah, that would be. Bob'sWebsite.com. Bob's doing great, though. Bob's got. Bob's, Bob's got all kinds website. of businesses right now. <laughs> he's got acupuncture. He's got, you know, finishing nails, tiles, hey, burgers, <laughs> news. Hey, it's got to be real if it's at Bob's. One app. It's very easy. Right. It's all in one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, mm. uh, the platforms, why would it be unfortunate that it's on social media? It seems to me more efficient. I haven't taken a physical copy of a newspaper for, well, since 2019. Well, um, blasphemy. This is kind of, I guess, not regarding like politics, but I personally believe that social media is causing a lot of issues for my generation, especially the generation that's coming up, especially with this whole like TikTok thing. Like yeah. mm-hmm. when I was 13, yeah. I was not on TikTok. I wasn't on all these social media platforms getting exposed to all these, I guess, potential dangerous things mm-hmm. or um, yes. of that nature. But I mean, I do agree that um, politics being on the news is very easy. And it is a good resource. However, I think just for me personally, I don't agree with social media as a whole. Mm. Well, well, yeah, well, there are pitfalls and there are, you know, there are certainly. all kinds of downfalls out there and, yeah. and weirdness. Um, but don't you filter that, Jules? You filter that stuff. You're not, I mean, you don't you don't you have like a uh, like a playlist of sorts in TikTok where you kind of select the sorts of things you look at? Well, I personally, I'm not on TikTok. Mm. Not, neither am I. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> Hannah, do you do TikTok? Um, I'm also not on TikTok. It's just addict. I've heard it's just really addicting, and I'm that type mm. of person that doesn't want to become addicted to something that mm. is of that mm-hmm. nature. It's like I, math or something. Yeah. 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 Yes. Wow. And, and, you know, also don't want the CCP to know uh, who you are either. <laughs> so, well, I think the problem with TikTok that. is a, a one one thing that's wrong with TikTok is that. It's just a soapbox for everybody at this point. So, and if you're know what you're talking about, or if you don't know what you're talking about, you still have the same soapbox. So, being able to distinguish between what's actually fact or truth and what's not is just you have to just be smart enough to realize like maybe this person doesn't know what they're talking about or just thinks they know what they're talking about. Well, you have to be a discerning, reasonable person. And yeah. what Barry brought up yesterday is that what distinguishes. You know, sort of fake news from real news is that real news is established on a common sector, uh, a common uh, set of facts. Yeah. And that journalists may argue over what those facts mean or how they what they explain or the causes of something or something like that. But they don't dispute, you know, something like uh, Mr. Biden went to uh, Ukraine uh, on an airplane and spoke to the president there. They're not going to dispute that. They may dispute why he was there. 
and what he was doing there, the, the unknowns. Yeah. But they do that from common ground. Fake news doesn't. Fake news will say that, you know, the president of the United States was kidnapped by, you know, sentient gases or something. Yeah. Taken to the moon and then <laughs> I, I mean, in Kiev. At least. And, yeah, and that's, uh, that's just made up. I mean, that's yeah. nonsense. Right. At least there's people on those platforms that are trying to be like, that are professionals that, that are debunking those things also. Or they are professionals on Twitter. Yeah. You know, people were talking about following individual journalists. Yeah. There you go. Lynn and Nick and Lorianne here with Jules and Hannah from Dr. Bruce Anderson's uh, Politics and the Media class. And we're talking about uh, what what these uh, young women are learning in the class. Yeah, and you guys uh, getting to know the lawyer during the break there, I see. Allegedly. Uh, She's uh, great. Lorianne, hold it. Lorianne, holding court, the if alleged, you will. The alleged lawyer, yes. Holding court? Yeah. Were you over there? I, yeah, apparently. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what are you guys learning? Well, in politics and the media right now, um, well, we had Lakeland News uh, now come in, um, and we listened to them and, like, their little backstory of how they started Lakeland now and, like, their story of what they did before Lakeland now. Um, And it was really interesting to see how much they had to have, I guess, resume, like, portfolio. They had a lot, and I think that was really interesting. Was that Trinity that came in? Um, Yes, and then Bears. Barry, Barry, yeah. Barry. Barry I've, I've heard Trinity and talk Kim- about it all Kimberly. Yeah. Kimberly, yeah. Cool. Trinity has a long history in politics. And she yes. she works with manager. Barry. So. Well, I, I saw when she did a, a talk like that, mm. how they started and everything. And she right, was right. the one that did the, the speech, the, oh, the yeah. presentation. So. What do you think, Jules? In the class, we're also learning about what is like important news and what's more just entertainment mm-hmm. news mm. from distinct when you read it because each week we'll pick a news article and present it to the class yeah. which is very helpful because we're hearing all different kinds of news and we're learning what's the most important to be reading about so, so what was your top story this week then um well in class this week we're taking a little break which we're really happy oh. about um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's just too overwhelming the news they work too hard <laughs> yeah mm. But Trust me, you don't want to look at the news every day. No, it's depressing. Um, <laughs> well, I, if you were to pick one, what it's would my it be? job, though. So I, I can't. I don't have a choice. Um. So for local, um, this is kind of I wouldn't say. I guess this falls more with like entertainment than it does like political. But there's Fresh Kitchen opening where like the new Aldi yes. is, and personally for me, I'm really excited because I'm vegan and gluten free, and they'll have a cool. lot of yes. options for me. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited about that too. I saw them building that. Yeah, yeah. and we're going to try really to check exciting. that place out also. Yeah. Mm. Jules? Nice. I'll probably never go there. Any, of course, any, any, of course it all re- or national or other. I haven't looked at the news this morning. <laughs> Again, they're <laughs> taking a break. They get up especially <laughs> early. By the we're time they get into their junior year, they're no longer taking eight o'clock classes mm-hmm. until senior year when they absolutely have to take senior seven to eight in the morning. Oh, um, what about, I mean, we've got this aftershocks <laughs> of the earthquake. Yeah, You've got uh, Biden in Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. Putin's speech yesterday, their failed missile launch in Russia. Uh, they were trying to launch a ballistic missile at the same time that Biden was, was there to make a point of some sort. And apparently it failed. It failed miserably. miserably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff out there. I don't know which one I would grab, you know, for... Longevity's sake, what would last until tomorrow, for example?
probably the earthquake. The earthquake has been with us for a week, but it just aftershock after aftershock. Mm. Horror after horror. So probably with us. What about in entertainment news? Is there anything like great big going on? Did 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 Rihanna have her baby or anything? No. Oh, but she did not have her baby. She did have her birthday. So her and I think ASAP Rocky, they went to dinner. And so there was like a little article about that. But what did they eat though? I have no idea. Something and once expensive. Again, it I mean, all revolves around. A, you gotta get the details. It's all revolves around Ariana's food. Right there, it's man. all food. This is about this is about law here. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming in today. Nice to meet thank you. you so much. Dr. Bruce, great to see you as always. Uh, or not? I'm around the corner. You <laughs> yeah. can't see me today. You know, that's probably why it's, it's particularly good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next week. Have a wonderful thank day. Thank you. Hello, and here's what's happening around Central Florida. Kids Tag Art is a school fundraising program originating in Polk County that inspires fifth grade art students to design their own specialty tag license plates. Kids Tag Art is in its 17th year and has featured over 58,000 pieces of artwork. KTA provides additional funding for elementary classroom art programs while students learn the practical application of license plate art fashioned after Florida's 120-plus specialty license plates. Students learn how Florida specialty plates support various worthy causes across the state and in turn are able to create their own tag art to support art education in their local elementary school. Kids tag art is included in most elementary school curriculums across Polk County, creating thousands of unique designs yearly and as a result instrumental in raising needed funds for classroom art supplies. The Kids Tag Art online portal, where you can order a fifth grader's tag art for the current and prior school year, opens March 7th for sales and can be accessed at kidstagart.com. And that's what's happening around Central Florida. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next Sunday for Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications.